0: Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Saturday, January 27th. Happy Saturday. We're still in the Gospel of Luke. We're moving into chapter 7 today, verses 1 through 10. And then we'll go over to the Psalms and read the first half of Psalm 109. This passage in Luke chapter 7 is about Jesus healing the centurion's servant. And fun fact about me, my high school mascot was a centurion. And so we always knew that that was a soldier that was in charge of a hundred men. And so anyway, I don't know how that goes along with the Bible, but just a fun fact about me. Okay, verses 1 through 10. After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent his elders of the Jews asking him to come and heal his servant. But say the word, and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at them. And turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. This passage is just a reminder that even the Romans are hearing about Jesus and his healings, and they're being impressed by what Jesus can do. And um, this Roman centurion likely had done very much for the Jewish population. In fact, they thought so highly of him that they went to Jesus and said, You need to do this for this man. But the centurion recognized something about Jesus that many others didn't. Jesus did not have to be in the physical presence of the one needing healing. His power is so great that he can be on the way or not even nearby. But he says the word. And the man will be healed. And that's what this story reveals today. And I love this section of scripture because we get to hear about a lot of Jesus's healings. And my prayer for us today is that we will just celebrate his healing power and just think about how wonderful and other our Lord is, that he has power over disease. He has power over the physical um, realm, and He has power over Satan. And so even in our lives today, I pray that the Lord would heal those in our midst who need a touch from Him and that He would help us in our times of need when we are overcome with sin, that He would destroy the evil among us. Okay, let's move on over to the Psalms. Today we're in Psalm 109. We'll be reading verses 1 through 15. The title in the ESV is Help Me, O Lord, My God. To the choir master, a psalm of David. Be not silent, O God of my praise, for wicked and deceitful mouths are open against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. They encircle me with a word of hate and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me, but I give myself to prayer. So they reward me evil for good and hatred for my love. Appoint a wicked man against him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him come forth guilty. Let his prayer be counted as sin. May his days be few. May another take his office. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander about and beg, seeking food far from the ruins they inhabit. May the creditors seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruit of his toil. Let there be none to extend kindness to him, nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his posterity be cut off. May his name be blotted out in the second generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. We'll talk more about this psalm tomorrow, but I want to give you a little of what Douglas Webster says about this psalm. First of all, he entitles the chapter on Psalm 109, a hard psalm. He says, Psalm 109 teaches us what to do with our anger. The psalm's fierce language is not an embarrassment but a blessing because without it, we might not know how to pray out our hate. The psalmist leads us emotionally and shows us how to pray where we can push past our hate. It shocks our spiritual lethargy and moral complacency and brings us into the real world of good and evil. And then he made a good point that I'd never thought about. The Apostle Peter used the Psalms to process Judas Iscariot's betrayal and his replacement. We read in verse 8, May his days be few, may another take his office. And Peter used this psalm to show that Judas Iscariot needed to be replaced in leadership by someone else. Often, when the Apostles quote a verse from the Psalms, they have in mind its whole context which is true in this case. Judas fits the description of the evil perpetrator in Psalm 109. The entire psalm helped Peter deal with his emotional reaction, not only to Judas's betrayal, but to the crowds that shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Christians can hardly pray Psalm 109 without seeing in the innocent person's suffering a mirror of Christ's suffering. And so when we read this psalm, we think about Judas betraying our Lord Jesus. And sometimes that story is so familiar to me that I forget the intensity of it. That one that walked with Jesus on the earth then betrays him into the hand of the scribes and the Pharisees. And also those words, crucify him, crucify him, that Peter would have heard those terms as he was waiting outside to see what would happen with Jesus. And so this psalm gives language to that kind of hurt. It's still very hard to read some of some of the language. Okay, we're going to transition now to praying today instead of praying for a specific nation. I want to just pray a prayer that I found um, by David Platt for the nations. Will you pray with me? God, we pray for your mercy on the nations. You are the sovereign ruler over all of them. We pray that you would bring more and more leaders and nations and peoples and tribes to fear your name and to experience your mercy, your salvation. God, we pray for this and we pray for leaders across the world even now. I'm just gonna give you a moment to think of some of those leaders that we might pray for. God, we pray for President Biden in the United States. Lord, would you give all rulers an awareness of you as Lord and King and Judge. And when you open their eyes to the reality that you are Lord, they need your mercy. We love you, Lord. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.